it isn't just the superheroes who wear a cape but also leaders who wear a cape good leaders who wear a cape how do you start a business in a new field like podcasting when nobody is talking about it in 2019 and during the pandemic take it from zero listenership to 3 million people hi there welcome to absolutely right india's only podcast show which is based on graphology and leadership i am your host aditi sarana i am a behavioral analyst a high performance coach and founder of india's only mental gym called apt the website is aptmentalgym.com every week i talk to a high performer and decode their minds to know what exactly they do to be the high performing individuals that they are Our guest on the show today is Sonia Khurana, co-founder of WYN Studios podcast. She is a pass out of IIM Ahmedabad. Was a Rex Karmavir Chakra awardee. Felicitated as North India's woman leader, she is an entrepreneur, communication professional. She talks about her career in a line. She says, "My story is I love stories and I am in the business of stories." Her company WYN also stands for what's your narrative i met sonia in my linkedin creator accelerator program where 200 of us are being trained by linkedin india and linkedin global team to be linkedin's next gen content creators without further ado let me get this conversation started with sonia just make sure that you have your notepad your handwriting sample next to you because we're going to dive and talk about some interesting things about sonia's handwriting Hi Sonia. Well, hey, hey. how are you? I'm doing very well. I have a very Bollywood question for you. Okay. So, when you were studying, did people come up to you and sing all the songs uh, which are like you are my Sonia, like all all the Sonia because Sonia is such a popular Bollywood name. Yeah. Today you know, it's, it's it's funny. I'll tell you one thing Aditi that <laughs> a lot of people have started to get to know now. is that i have done my 6th grade twice okay okay the first time i did my 6th grade my name wasn't sonia really okay now it is interesting now the story and narrative is really really building already tell us more the first time i did it so so okay uh, you know while i was doing my schooling i was horrible 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 at maths like horrible is an understatement literally okay. and uh, I failed. I flunked. There was a time I was just sitting in the school and I was like, "Nahi, mujhe ghar nahi jana. Mujhe, I'm happy to jump off the terrace." And I was actually like considering and contemplating that oh because God. I felt miserable. I felt like I'm, I'm such a shit show. But uh, then, of course, the teacher saw me. Ensured I get back home, and my parents got to know. I got a little scolding, and I was afraid. And then they went to see the principal. And the principal said there's two options that either she she repeats her school uh repeats her sixth grade or she reattempts the maths exam, but even if she does reattempt the maths exam, it's unlikely that she'll get through because the basics are not sorted. Now, when that happened, my parents decided, of course, the first option, which is to ensure that I redo my sixth grade, uh, that felt bad. That had me set mm-hmm. my own set of stories and beliefs in my own self. That's a long story, but yeah, long story short, my first time uh, i was doing my 6th grade my name was sonal s o n a l the second time i did it my mom went 
pillar to post figuring out what's wrong in my baby's stars you know it's oh. like it, it's not my bachcha it's the stars at work yeah. <laughs> so let me sort out that with numerology and astrology uh-huh. so when i did that my she she figured out the numbers and she named me sonia s o u n i y a and then when i went to school i was wearing these i still remember one green gemstone one red oh. gemstone yeah so <laughs> Parents. You, know, you know, most of the time we get this, uh, that graphology is very close to numerology or astrology and people think it is one of those studies like occult, mystic mm-hmm. and, and a part of it is right, like because you look at somebody's handwriting and talk about their life and there's like yeah. no logical explanation and I must have spent at least last 20 years telling people this one thing that no, it is mathematical, psychological and it, it does not predict future. So it is not that mystical science or mystical study. and it yeah. is actually uh, very logical so it may sound very mystical as as i would analyze even now but it is not if i break it down for you you it would be as as um, specific as a chemistry formula that one wow. behavior about extrovert uh, thinking combined with another behavior of shyness combined with fear of rejection combined with you know other traits it just literally becomes like a mathematical formula and once you break it down it is as clear as a day but otherwise wow. as you analyze it doesn't sound like that so i i hear you i hear you that that whole idea of hope and pray works in our minds when we are not doing yeah. that yeah and you know it's like we don't know everything right um and we might say that what you don't see you don't believe in but then you don't see air either right but we breathe and we survive on that so i think that's where i function from because i love my name Yeah. Uh I love my new name that my mom gave me but I believe that you know we all have our own beliefs and she yeah. had her own belief and maybe it worked maybe it did not who knows but so here I, I am I acted in one of the the plays uh I I went through like I went through my my share of name change and that's more of like for my spiritual journey when I was 26 27 and that oh. time uh, as a sabbatical I decided to recreate everything in my life and I did my training in acting and you got teachers or whatever like you know a lot a lot of things happened but that time i was acting in a play where my name was sonia and as typical as it could be uh in the story we had the song you are my sonia oh yes oh yes <laughs> the, the and, first thing i'm like oh my god yeah. there's so many songs and we thought about all of them so i hear yeah. you yeah yeah <laughs> and there's another song that i still remember somebody singing to me in college the the imran hashmi song sonia Okay. <laughs> oh, Sonia. Yeah. So that's that's another song that's been sung to me apart from these two. Uh huh. Yeah. So I have your handwriting sample with me, and I'm going to yes. dive deep and going to talk about certain things. Do you have the sample with you? Can you just pull it out I on your phone or something? We can send it. I think I can pull it out on my phone because I definitely don't have it with me in hard copy. But yes, I love the part when Rashi. you know mentioned that uh, we don't handwriting shame just the way we don't body shame people, <laughs> body. Don't, there's no shaming people on the writing yeah because mostly people are like oh my handwriting is not good looking it it is very ugly and that this is where the whole body shaming handwriting shaming came the first thing that comes to my mind when i look at your handwriting actually in both places in your signature and your handwriting the mm. s formation has a long tail to it 
you begin pretty much on the baseline, which is like the bottom line of the writing. You create a long tail, a very beautiful one, and then you start your S formation. Anybody with that long tail will agree with a few things that I'm going to say right now. First, you take unnecessary responsibilities of others on your head. In every group, friend circle, family circle, <laughs> friend circle, family circle that you have been in, you are like that mother hen making sure everybody is okay. And even when your employees or, or your team members are not living up to the mark, you go and you compensate for their work and you're just like, okay, you got to do it, you got to do it. So that obviously keeps you overworked, overburdened, but you have kind of accepted that as your role. So that's first part of that long stroke. The second part is most of the time uh, you tend to create a long haul or, you know, sometimes I feel like a runway before you actually decide something. You collect a lot of information, but also it's like not procrastination. It's like thinking time. So you have this long process. If people get it, they understand that you're into that space. If they don't get it, they think you're avoiding that decision, which is not true. But people tend to think like this because they don't understand the process. So it will be only helpful for you to break it down for people around you so that they can connect and they can you know, have that journey with you. Interesting. Um, I, in fact, I always, um, you know, now that you say it and you explained it, I kind of look at it differently. But when you said the first thing, when you said that you end up taking a longer time in decision making, my first instinct was no, I'm very like quick quick in taking decisions. But you know, when you said that, uh, I, I don't gather too much information, but yes, the times that I'm like looking into things when I am. Uh, of course, acting on it, but putting for a long time, Aditi, one of my biggest things has been trying to be perfect in whatever I do. Yeah. Uh, my OCD levels, even when it is a, you know, document yeah. or when it is an Excel sheet, capital I need that thing speak and span and that used to often delay and me ending up deferring the delivery yeah. of things yeah. just because I wanted it to be perfect. I've worked on it. Of course, I realized that it doesn't work. So it's okay I have to make progress and not be perfect. But yeah, I still, now I understand when you said that you, I might end up gathering a lot of information or in my case, more than gathering a lot of information. I think I try to, again, because there's a need for perfection, I still try to do whatever I can to be at least near perfect and in order of doing that. Good you say the perfect word right away because the need to take other people's responsibilities on your head also comes from the fact that they might not be able to do it up to the mark and let me just do it this time and that this time becomes a repetitive idea and thereby you feel overworked. Yeah, and again... This is something that I became cognizant of and I saw that this was coming in my own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just try to be aware and try to ensure that I just delegate, you sure. know, without without being very, you know, sticky to things. I can imagine, yeah. You know, yeah. I have to ensure that this is done my way. If not, If it is, you know, just in case it is not done my way, then I might end up losing out on something, some opportunity. There's a fear or you might just say 
apprehension but then i have i think thankfully a certain awareness that has been able to work on it to some extent but i guess now that you've brought it to my awareness again i will be more reflective and cognizant of this pattern coming up anywhere that i can see you know i'm surprised with with those traits and also a bit of perfectionism that i see uh so the, the perfectionism in handwriting is also seen by the lower case letter m or even upper case for that matter where the second hump is taller than the first hump of the letter m m so oh. if you have that yeah do you want to take a moment to look at it hmm wow <laughs> were you looking at my piece of writing sample with a lens like a magnifying lens now i don't need to but i began with that like like 20 years ago i didn't do all the all the you know magnifying glass and zooming in all of that i've done so on a show uh, sonia if every time you find something accurate you say it's absolutely right because that's the name of the show ah right <laughs> it's absolutely right so when we look at uh, the lowercase letter m it talks about perfectionism now keeping all the things that we spoken by now i just have a question with all these traits why would you walk into a business that is not done by anybody like in 2019 i'm sure podcasting wasn't like a thing it was not a guaranteed space there was a possibility that it could have been big in the future which it did eventually but thanks to the pandemic which nobody could have predicted why would you walk into a risky game like that and not only that from zero listenership to 3 million listeners that's a phenomenal build up like how why would you choose that my first question so you know the story around this actually podcasting just happens to be a medium right it's audio is just a medium but essentially what are we doing we're telling a story mm-hmm. and you know while i hated maths as a kid failed <laughs> at it one thing that i loved was english literature wow. i used to love stories i was a voracious reader even as a kid mm-hmm. and i used to when i was a teenager when um, other kids or uh, peers and you know people in my circle in my class were reading some other kind of books which are very age appropriate i was reading the likes of a jubba lahiri i was reading wow. a shwant singh a bisham sani arundhati roy who reads that at 12 what 13 14 who reads that i was only reading... somebody who going to start a podcasting company eventually <laughs> possibly yeah <laughs> and the uh, you know this fascination for stories of course i realized remained with me but i wasn't aware because i didn't any time have somebody my parents always came from a business family uh, there was nobody to we have career counselors and coaches now but i didn't have access to any of that ended up learning hospitality in my education later on but did not take up a job in hospitality because i realized that's not me uh and then i think the first venture so this is my second entrepreneurial stint and the first venture that i did was something called as karigar connect okay again something that was an attempt to make the indian artisanal and craft story aspirational wow while the medium of doing that was getting people to experience the craft but at the same time i was working closely with the artisans to 
help them understand and really nurture the art of telling their stories you know crafting the narrative around the art in a way that it becomes aspirational that the buying for the craft is not sympathetic right. and it's aspirational uh failed at it early in time did not have a mentor many things did not work anyway um then i was figuring out what next i was thinking that okay because i don't understand the startup ecosystem it was still early on 2015 2016 uh i felt that why don't we go ahead and figure out what startup ecosystem is really about what is it that they lack what is it that i can learn from them and while doing that i was working on creating a community on ground at the grassroots level in tier 2 tier 3 cities of india and figuring out you know working and creating these interventions for startups at the same time there was a very big massive learning experience for me because i realized that most of us you know even these startups that i was working alongside and creating interventions for had great products had great offerings some were very innovative some were really path breaking most of them however lacked the right narrative again you know it was just kind of getting reiterated to me time and again that story has power you know pen is mightier than the sword yeah. indeed and i realized that time and again that you know story is what makes the magic creates the magic creates the difference and that's when i think 2019 i happened to go into this retreat that was a podcasting retreat that was being organized by this guy who i had never heard of in my life but koi facebook pe ads aati rehti hai to woh ek ad aa gayi and i was like theek hai ja ke dekhte hain yaar samajh hi rahe hain i'm anyway figuring out what is next in life so i ended up learning about podcasting and uh, this workshop this retreat was a three day retreat in the serene mountains of nenital satkol wow. and the third day of this retreat i end up having the conversation with this guy who's running this uh, podcast uh, retreat and we figure out that okay he's also figuring out the next things in life i am also figuring out the next thing in life i'm passionate about stories he knows audio he's been podcasting for a while now when podcasting wasn't even a thing and we decide okay why don't we give this a try and figure out what's really the story for mm-hmm. any business that we work with Uh, so that happens to be my co-founder now bijay and we started in 2019 registered the company september 2019 i remember november we had our first team member uh had zero like zero portfolio of content right that way because i had not ventured into the content business before this I was passionate about it yeah. bijay had his own podcast running had coached couple of people and uh, january february we were like thrilled beyond measure aditi that okay we'll be working with brands we'll be creating podcast with <laughs> brands and we're speaking to brands brands are also excited and intrigued ki okay this seems interesting new, yeah new new space of like huh. content creation of course right I know that feeling because uh, 2019 was the same time where our producer rashi was talking to people in hyderabad so that i could go in their studios and record i was staying in hyderabad for one year that time and nobody understood what podcast is a dubbing madam dubbing first of all language was a barrier they kept saying dubbing dubbing and she said no dubbing so she couldn't explain the whole thing because nobody knew podcasting then and yeah. our podcast got launched in on on march 11th 
So yeah. I know exactly that build-up feeling. We are like, now we are ready to launch it, and our things going to change. Yeah, over to you. I, I know, I know, right? And I, I know Rashi mentioned that you know you started in March, uh, twenty twenty. And uh, for us, first March 2020, we take up a co-working space. You know, we take up an office in a co-working space, fancy one. And we're like, oh, your <laughs> life is going to be a cakewalk from here. We're going right. to have a fun ride. Of course, it was a fun ride in a different way, not the way we had planned because yeah. plans never work. <laughs> so, yeah. So March, of course, mid-March, the lockdown started happening. The Janta curfew happened. Yeah. Uh, we had already paid up a certain amount for the co-working space and we were like, oh, sheesh, now we are in a gooey mess. What to do next? So it's interesting, but what do we do next? And while we were figuring that out, uh, I got stuck in Bombay. Flights weren't operating. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I was stuck in Bombay for 82 days in a hotel. And... um, anxiety took the better of me everything was happening I was speaking to Bijay that you know what do we do next it was in May that we decided okay you know what let's do this uh by the time so markets will open up we don't know what's it's very uncertain very you know we we don't even know what we're battling with what we're dealing with world is figuring it out so uh of course the marketing budgets the comms budget branding budgets everything are off the table no brand will speak to us, but why don't we do this thing that we create a set of originals that becomes our audio portfolio and do it in as frugal a way as we can leverage our network, create great stories, great content. And by the time markets open up, we at least have some portfolio to show. We didn't even know how it will perform. Yeah. What will be the metrics? It was, yeah, it was sure. barely there, right? And uh, we started with the first podcast in May 2020, Can Inspire, 20th May. I still remember that day when we do, did this. And I can imagine this is like so big to actually I know, right? deal with the, the pandemic in a new business setting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we know everybody's right now glued into their screens. Zoom calls are happening. We didn't even know if the pand- pandemic would help the podcast adaptation or will it actually worsen it but of course it turned out to be a blessing and our first podcast was with a, a very dear friend who we don't have amongst us anymore because she was a cancer survivor oh and she was a prime time radio jockey at one point in time in in delhi okay. who happened to lose her voice thanks to my senior gravis thanks to cancer and many other things that came that she battled and survived with. Uh, Pallavi's podcast, Pallavi Rao Narvekar, she had a podcast called Can Inspire With Us. She trusted oh. us. We trust, We knew that she had a story to tell. We went on to tell the story of people who are surviving and Who's are traveling with. Oh my God, Sonia, it's just like un- unbelievable. Chronicle illnesses. And Aditi, I can't tell you, we don't know what we don't know. And we didn't know the impact this series would create because so many lives got impacted. Mm. We got people sending in their reviews that I have someone in my life. I'm caring for, I am a caregiver for somebody who's battling with this thing. And Mm. uh, I know what it feels like, but listening to your story, uh, I know 
you know, we can do this together. And so many people coming back, sharing stories and audios of their kids going through something, of having lost somebody. And that's when we realized that, you know, storytelling and audio really has the power. Of course. Uh, then we went on to create some more shows. Uh, I think 2020 was a very exciting year because <laughs> we launched four shows in 2020 and all of them ended up getting to the list, uh, you know, to, to the charts and wow. you know, talking the charts How across dying. Apple, across Ghana, across Spotify. Uh, one of our shows, which nobody believed in, Heirs of the Pandavas, which is a mythological fiction yeah. uh, contemporary. I, I know about the show, yeah. Went on to win the Golden Crane Award. Oh my God. I didn't know and this. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, as I talk about it, now I am getting goosebumps because I'm reliving that moment. <laughs> but, you know, these things, one, uh, I think what we always, between me and Bijay, because he's also very passionate about self-development, personal development, and even I am, one thing we were always very, very cognizant of, very aware of is that listener is the center of all of this. It is not our creative juices. Mm. It is not what we want to showcase to the world. It is not even the host to that extent. The host obviously has a story to tell, mm. but if we are not even aware of what will drive the listener or what will the listener end up feeling, acting or thinking after they consume the show, if we do not have them at the center of a show, then we will never be able to create anything that creates magic. So I think that uh, I I am an empath and I think that drives me, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it is working with my team, whether it is creating shows, I always have this question to my team, you know, why would anybody listen? Yeah. I remember we started uh, our first podcast with IBM for first hundred episode. Absolutely right. was produced, co-produced with them. And uh, Kavita, who's a co-founder of the, the company, she told me, Aditi, every minute of your listener is earned. And remember, you should deliver in a way that you, you keep earning every minute. And I still, till date, I remember this. I, whenever we are doing edits of a show or we are saying something, we're like, should we keep this part or not? But I can't agree with you more. Every conversation that you have, every story matters because you are in a way requesting people to be part of your journey and you're asking them to make you a part of their journey, which is so it's, powerful. It's absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> extension that we find in a stroke where it is not needed as a graphologist we look at it very carefully today's stroke of graphology is the letter e that gets super extended beyond its limits you know sometimes people write the last letter e and then they just drag that horizontal line for almost two kilometers after that not really but you know what i mean now why do people do that The need to extend the stroke to say things beyond what you should have said or staying or lingering is exactly what the feeling is. You know, some people who after the party, they're supposed to leave, they know it's a good time, but they just say one more drink, one more conversation, one more this, one more that. And they just stay and they linger and they linger and they linger. 
the same thing happens with these people with that extended e stroke they keep lingering in their memories they keep bringing something from the past and think about it unendingly wondering what they can do how they can change the mind keeps going back over and over again and all you got to do if you have that extension stroke is sit and ask yourself those uncomfortable questions to put an end to that thinking you know my favorite question you would not believe is so what like what so what i mean yeah like you know the most difficult thing that has ever happened to my life and my mind goes back and keeps thinking about it i say okay this has happened okay these are not okay things but so what now it is done what can you do about it it's almost accepting the inevitability of the situation but the interesting aspect the mental hack here is that the very moment you do this your mind starts processing the same information in a newer style and to be very honest the very moment you do this so what it happened now can i move on so what it happened now can i choose something else so what it happened now i want to create something new for myself when you follow this tool and start thinking about what you still can choose or would like to choose you can start biting bullets and things can become much simpler in your head than you can imagine on that note let's get back to our conversation with sonia and let's see what does she has to say about wearing a cape like a superhero what is the concept there let's continue on that note sonia over to you what questions do you have for me yes, so aditi one thing you know i've mentioned about me being an empath you figured out that i you know that that long tail in my <laughs> s had you figuring out and getting a little x-ray into my being that i end up taking on the burden of a lot of things of course that awareness helps me deal with it better mm-hmm. and operate better but i feel that as leaders you know gone are the times that we were Uh, the kinds of autocratic leaders bol diya ho jana chahiye my word is the command correct and that's no longer how workplaces function with gen z especially now <laughs> i have a team of creative folks mavericks uh, most of them fresh who we have groomed from the very beginning and we've had our own ups and downs so but what i struggle with is what's that thin line of not thin line how much vulnerability you know as a leader how much can you be vulnerable and really open about everything that's going on because sometimes you have to be also aware of ki okay you know will this did jitter you know create jitters will this inspire i have to think a lot ki i would love to be vulnerable so that i can also ensure that they find this as a safe space because if i act in a certain way that's what will inspire them as well but how much vulnerability is okay what can i be more aware of and how can i operate despite being somebody who would love to be vulnerable open up but how much and how such a that's such an important powerful and complex question to answer but i'm going to tap not into leadership but coaching as a tool to answer this because as a coach you know every time i always tell my high performance coaching clients there's a two way journey and i'm selective about people i work with because it's not about 
you know, money or standard. None of that. It's genuinely about it's a two-way journey. So if I'm going to walk with somebody for three months and they're going to open their heart, I'm going to open my heart too. And if something goes off, I have seen the recovery takes much longer. So you really have to be, you have to know what kind of people you work with. As a leader, to apply the coaching parts into this conversation, I would say, one of my teachers always said that you be vulnerable 100% like an open wound all the time for yourself. That doesn't mean you have to be available and open for every single person that you come across. And there's a, there's a huge difference there. What people do is they choose to be invulnerable to others and they start being invulnerable to themselves. And that is a gap. And for people who are like, what is vulnerability to begin with is actually connecting to your own emotions about things that you have experienced in the past, something that you're feeling or something that is not resolved for you and having the courage to accept and if required, speak about it is what vulnerability as a larger concept is. Now, when we understand that I'm going through something and I'm feeling something, being aware of it by itself begins the story of empathy. So when somebody is narrating their problem, their challenge, and for example, you spoke about your struggle in that first two months of pandemic years, months, I connected with my struggle in the similar period because we are also new podcasters. So I connected with it and thereby there's a deep connection. It's not only hearing what you're saying and feeling, oh my God, it must have been stuff for Sonia is genuinely connecting with a similar emotion in my heart and speaking from there. Now, do I have to share that this happened to us? Not really. That depends on whether it would really help the culture or the conversation that we are building. Uh, this is what we got to keep in mind. As you yeah. said, no, keep the narrative of the listener in mind. I always feel the person you're coaching, the, per- the employee or the team member, they have certain requirements. And as a leader, you will require to become that character for that person. So in Sanskrit, we say, Samadama Dandabheda Niti. So I used to like find it super manipulative when I started coaching and I'm like, what is this? Like, why would you become somebody or mm. not? You don't, you're not a manipulative person. Why do yeah. you have to use like anger when you're not angry? But then I observed people closely. Some people function better when you use anger. Some people function better when you actually open your heart and tell them the truth. So it's not about you, Sonia. I think a large part of leadership is not about you to begin with. It's about what do you require to do for the other person. And if you keep bringing, if you keep walking into a situation and ask yourself, what do I need to do here? So Mm -hmm. this person becomes his or her fullest version in this context. Mm -hmm. But if you say, am I vulnerable? Am I authentic? That becomes like a set rule and you can't be authentic all the time to not authentic, vulnerable, vulnerable. to all the people all the time. Mm. It's, it's risky because sometimes you'll end up saying something and you say, hey, this person doesn't even have the context and they don't value. Mm. They, they feel as if I have the need to share my personal story, which is not where you're coming from as a leader. Mm. Thereby always the same thing that you have mastered, like listener's perspective. I think the other person's yeah. perspective matters. And then you keep asking yourself, what do I need to do here to really create the results that we want, create yeah. the culture that we want? Yeah. And you know, good that you said this because uh, something that came up for me is that a lot of times you, you said that you know sometimes where anger is required to get 
people to come to their fullest potential you have to use it with sam dam dandit niti i never thought of it that way because i sometimes started feeling guilty at times you know when using uh, when i ended up feeling angry of course i as a leader or as somebody who's working with a team uh, you know and have worked with them for a while you know what which emotion or what really drives them to act to do things to really come up to their fullest potential you under start understanding that but often times if it's an unpleasant emotion and you try to use that um uh, it may not feel good it may f- end up feeling uh, in my case you know it made me feel guilty at times that but sonia uh, that is the sonia I, as a person yeah right sonia as a leader is serving the listener yeah like i feel as a as a founder of india's only mental gym if i do yeah. something and if my team cannot deliver on that i am accountable to the impact i'm going to create to the member of that gym yeah it's not my preference and i'm here to serve that larger idea if you understand that the goal and we all do at some level that the goal the business the roles that we play are one bigger than us and we also don't know the right formula we are figuring yeah. it out but all we can do is we can build ourselves towards it by experimenting by asking questions by constantly inventing newer ways of solving the problems so i'm not saying be angry always i'm saying try if that works great if it doesn't come up with another way of reaching to that person and ideally you know systems can solve the problem other communication and another inspiration can solve the problems there are yeah. so many ways in which the problem can be solved but yeah. i believe i believe in not stopping until the the correct method is found and that is applicable to every relationship that we can think about so i believe that if i can't communicate with somebody there's always a lesson for me to learn until the communication become harmonious yeah i think it's absolutely right you <laughs> know <laughs> uh, that's that's a great takeaway for me absolutely glad that we are having this as a you know as a part of this podcast you also have a part of coaching and uh, because that helps me reflect into my journey and nurture myself as well while i'm nurturing the team uh the next thing that i would love to know aditi is that while we are a small team right now we are a team of about 15 people and most of them are involved in the operational the the, the delivery the execution part of things which includes the producers which includes the audio engineers which includes uh, the marketing team uh the business development team but i am keen to understand you know what and how can i actually create a leadership pipeline because uh i haven't yet been able to do that what is it that i need to be aware of uh what are the starting steps that i can do because obviously we are headed towards growth that is the only north star <laughs> uh metric that i follow that you know growth at any cost uh learn fail you know grow um uh, and there may be reiterations there may be pivots but for me to be able to grow i also need to groom and nurture a leadership pipeline alongside me yeah. and with me and under me but uh, i don't know how to do it 
so uh, i'm i'm a big believer of experimenting so if you create like experiments uh, like you know along with whatever people are doing if for and not like a short one like for a month or 42 days or 100 days kind of like like you know a project that people are supposed to do on their own because every leader that you want especially in a creative space are people who are driven by themselves i don't think anything else matter than a person driven by themselves because skills can be learned even in a way dealing with people managing team as that skill of which is more softer that also mm. can be learned but mm. being self inspired and and being that person who's coming up with solutions and taking ownership is something is very difficult to cultivate in people right mm. some some part of it has to be innate and i personally have seen so many leaders who have that one thing and then they build everything around hmm right so create a little competition slightly long term not very short term because short term people can still do out of fear but to do something yeah. 42 day long or 100 days long you really need self inspiring attitude and systems now if you if somebody runs that with you you know that person has the wherewithal to take up original ideas that's what mm. you want right you want people to build their own voice build their own narratives that they can yeah. eventually create shows around so those leaders and these people will become leaders in my opinion any which ways yeah. yeah if they match with your culture then they are your leaders but these i think that that is the, the most important part that people must have to become yeah. great leaders in the future so create yeah. a smaller project like mm. it could be anything that they're supposed to do you know probably uh reviewing one podcast episode every day mm. and creating their own understanding of it and creating mm. like a little three liner write up it could be a five minute episode that they review it doesn't matter but mm. doing it for 42 days doing it for like a one month period will show you whether that self inspired self motivated space is there or not there I think for your size of the company, yeah. it's a good picnic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's actually very interesting. And I do remember that something that we started uh, some time back has been, you know, reviewing a podcast every week. But I think I will I will revisit this as a challenge instead of an activity, or uh, you know. an additional activity because sometimes because it is not a part of a kpi exactly so it does not push people to do it for any rewards and for if they still rewards. do it then you know like then you know like for, for example we completed one year of the apt mental gym hmm. on 10th of july and yeah. before that for 42 days we announced that we're going to create this project you can pick up any activity you like and the consistency aspect is so important so we'll help you build that journey out of 30 participants that we had on that in that batch only 15 people participated we really you know spoke about the idea made it like really important but only 15 50% and i was shocked i'm like why people are not committing then i realized it takes a lot for people to commit to something that long term and people just chose to take seven day projects and they continued the process but they did not commit to the 42 one hmm. those who did however found some phenomenal results in that period 
they're like, oh my God, I have never ever done something every single day. And I don't know, like, you know, it feels so nice. After 20 days, it just felt so comfortable. And now I want to do it. And I look forward to doing it. Now that journey as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you know how it feels like. Like I yeah. look forward to every recording and, and yeah. that's, that's the fun part of it. Like you're like whole day, we have two podcasts. The other one is called Daily Mental Fitbit. It's a three minute podcast. So throughout the day, I keep going and keep picking up inspirations and quotes and ideas and observations. And I feel the podcast has made my life so beautiful. Yeah. Right. So that inspired, inspiring connect if people have with the work that they do, you'll have your team. Absolutely. And I think I, that's something that I, again, will make a note of because to put things across as a challenge, I think is also something that makes people feel, want to accomplish something, not for the uh, reward that a KPI gives, but more for the sense of achievement and feeling challenged to do something which is outside of the comfort zone and what they usually do. So I'll do that and uh, I will, I will keep you posted on how it goes please please do and and let yeah. me know if you if you want to like you know think about more concepts like that this is what i that problem solving is my kind of game that's my narrative all the time yeah <laughs> yeah and i think uh, it's fantastic that uh, you know as a part of this podcast that you're really ensuring that everybody you interview and everybody you guest uh, you bring as a guest onto the show really takes away something substantial which they can implement and apply in their journey of leadership and growth because uh, that's how we grow and that's how we uh, really push each other to to really grow and uh, really shine and 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 Sonia it's also like a little secret here I feel when I when we invite these phenomenal people like you on the show they ask me questions which are out of the ballpark and that puts me into the most uncomfortable situation all the time, keeping me on my toes. And I feel yeah. that is the most, you know, like for a for a person who's learning, like being yeah. thrown into the uncomfortable is a space where you grow. So I get to grow so much just by observing, listening and being thrown into the deep end of the pool every now and then. Yeah. And I love that too. You know, when I'm pushed, I love challenges. I love being on the edge. I love being pushed to the wall because that again, those are things that help me, you know, that keep me on my toes, you know, help me think really on my feet instead of always planning, because that's where a lot of innovative ideas, thoughts of what you can do differently come through. So yeah, I totally relate to that. And that's again, absolutely right. You won't believe how many questions I receive every single week on consistency and procrastination. Now, people say that they want to really do things, but they are not able to. And on today's Coach the Coach segment, let's talk about what makes people procrastinate or inconsistent with what they do. It's not their laziness. It's not their inability as much as it is about their willingness. It's about their interest. It's about their their curiosity. People, when they think that they have to do something which they are not genuinely interested in or they do not believe in or they do not want to do, wish to do, they walk that path, do things that are asked of them. But the very moment the pressure goes away, they don't do it. The very moment the pressure disappears, they don't wish to do it. The very moment the external demand goes away, they, without that external demand, are not interested 
in doing that thing because they are not convinced because they don't have the skill or because they do not like it but most people do not want to accept it because it's tough to accept you know it's like doing the job that you do not enjoy is something that you have come to terms with you have convinced yourself with all your heart because that's the truth you got to pay your loans or you got to feed your family then without having the solution they believe or without looking for solutions so many times they believe that they've got to stay here and they have to do this job so it's not in their laziness but it is actually the lack of interest skill or willingness so please when you have people who are inconsistent ask them about these three questions ask them if that is really applicable if they understand it they'll be able to move out of their inconsistency much faster so many times i run these projects with people where the very moment you connect why they require to take these consistent actions to their behavior suddenly their behavior becomes more consistent and it is the trick it is actually finding why people wish to do what they wish to do and things become simpler like that so on that note let's get back to our conversation with sonia and understand how she functions as a leader so sonia that brings me to a point where i would love to ask you what are the three things that only sonia can teach us wow uh, three things <laughs> that only i can teach uh, everyone i think uh, you know leading with your heart leading with empathy one thing is uh, definitely that because especially as somebody who's in the business of podcasting as somebody who's also leading at the forefront uh empathy what i always felt was uh, my weakness actually turns out to be a strength because when you think Positive. of when you think of things from the other person's shoes your listeners shoes or your customers shoes your audience shoes uh you know what they need you know what will drive them you know what will make them feel act and think in a certain way um and if you're able to lead with empathy and create with empathy there's nothing bigger than that um another thing you know the second thing that i would love to say is consistency because there i, I often you know i have this um, acronym mm-hmm. that it isn't just the superheroes who wear a cape but also leaders who wear a cape uh good leaders who wear a cape okay. and cape actually stands for c stands for consistency okay. <laughs> and courage okay um a stands for authenticity p stands for purpose and persistence and e stands for empathy so cape is a model that you can apply to anything not just leadership uh if you are a creator if you are a podcaster if you are an artist you know if you are consistent in whatever you do um there's no way that you will not grow so true right okay and another thing that very recently came to me was that in a session um i i don't know if you attended this was ankur varipur session yes, he said that <laughs> you know you can't be consistent with what you don't like That's so i thought it was so powerful when he said that absolutely right? yeah and what does that what does that mean uh that means that one um really knowing you know having the courage to know what is your authentic self mm. 
and not just running after a certain trend or a certain kind of creation or anything you know do not try to be somebody who you are not be authentic and uh, you know if if we have a purpose that ensures that we keep at it you know we know what we are trying to do what we're trying to achieve what are we really wanting to create that is beyond me you know, which also is- means sonia you're saying that uh creating stories that can impact other people's lives is what you have always been passionate about now doing that through an audio medium if tomorrow you don't use audio you may use video you may become a youtuber you don't know what you would become but that whole idea of stories inspiring people is what inspires you every day and then thereby you're most authentic there so- absolutely and you know something that i say i love creating acronyms okay? <laughs> i love doing that uh, i so find that one me too <laughs> yeah you know with apt you've done that <laughs> yeah. right and uh, i i have this another acronym which is create okay. stands for uh, creating with of course consistency and courage yeah uh, responsibly yeah. again with empathy with yep. authenticity uh, tell stories that empower you know t's for tell stories yeah. and e's for empower now whatever stories we tell you know and in, so it's interesting if you look at it an insurance company can create an advertisement a tv commercial which drives the basic emotion uh, the basic emotion that it is being driven by is creating fear fear true at the same time another insurance company can actually also create a narrative or a tv commercial which has an empowering emotion which is mm. safety which is uh health which is wellness which yep. is precaution so it's all about you know i you can create stories using two kind of emotions mm. emotions that either empower or disempower i would always like to use empowering. the empowering emotions that's so beautiful so i can't yeah. i can't agree and resonate more on this like each piece of content that we create beat instagram linkedin uh, every podcast episode i feel if that can help one person and i always i think like one person can change the way they look at their life and one lesson that they can remember is worth all their efforts and it has been such a meaningful journey i'm so happy we connected and and i'm so happy this conversation happened and all the best i i you know wish that you have millions of listeners who connect with your empowering storytelling and you impact as many lives as possible thank you so much for being part of this show it was a wonderful wonderful conversation thank you aditi i'm really happy and feel that the start of the day with uh, such an empowering session <laughs> is like nothing else and i'm glad that i'm here and have the honor to be speaking with you and having you sharing uh you know coaching me actually through this podcast as well and giving me such phenomenal takeaways and uh, may you continue to really create people and leaders who are mentally and insanely mentally fit <laughs> thank you i like insanely mentally fit i'm going to use this one <laughs> thank you so much bye 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 aditi Thank you so much for joining me one more time on the absolutely right podcast a child who failed in her 6th grade managed to build this journey become this entrepreneur not only that is inspiring thousands and millions of people every single day 
So basically, it doesn't matter where you start. What matters is how far are you willing to go and what all you're willing to learn. I'll meet you next Wednesday with one more fascinating episode of the Absolutely Right podcast. Till then, happy writing. Happy writing.